Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message at the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 811 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I am your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight it is me... And Bomo and John and Matt were talking through patch 13.11, because that's dropped. So, um, 
yeah, exciting. We took a week off last week due to staff absences, and then um, we'd also recorded a double in the previous week. So, yeah, but we are back, and we're excited about it. Well, at least I'm excited about it. Matt, are you excited about it? I am fully hyped about it. I'm happy to be back. Sweet, sweet. John, are you excited to be back? Most excited. Good. And then Bomo hasn't been with us for much longer, so he's definitely excited to be back, right? 111%. Sweet. More excitement than even possible. So you've been gone for a few weeks. What you been up to, man? I know you said you've been moving or there's been stuff going on. How have you been? Pretty good. Um, had a pretty big project due at work. Uh, that So we pretty much got like a... I don't know how familiar you guys are with like the engineering space, um, but essentially we have like a user requirement specification document that goes over what we need. And so I had to finish gathering that document and writing it up for an odd piece, a new piece of automation equipment for our company. And so we're looking at around like five to seven million, I think, for the equipment. And so it was kind pages? of... Pages? Five to seven million pages of documentation? No, no, no. Damn. Cost. The cost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the page... I think the I pages came out to be like 90-some pages, but it was pretty brutal. Um, but yeah. I hope, uh, I hope you had a template to work off of. So kind of not really. So... My company was bought by a pretty big, uh, I guess they're like device pharma type company based off of Germany, right? So um, we didn't really have a template to work on. It was pretty standard for like the EU standards compared to like the, just the American standards uh, for all the regulation and stuff. So I had to go through and just get rid of all the stuff that didn't apply um, to our region. But yeah, it was... The template itself came out to be like 36 some pages, so I added a bunch of other stuff to that document to get it to like 90 something. But yeah, other than that, uh, we moved, so now I'm closer to work, which is good. So it's a solid 30 minute commute both to and from work instead of a 45 minute commute to work and about an hour and 10 minute back. So it's pretty much no traffic at all and it's pretty solid drive. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the last month, I guess. Nice. Well, we're uh, we're glad that you managed to get through that extremely busy time, and we're happy to have you back. Were you able to play much league in the last like month or so, or not really? Because life's just been so crazy. I actually did play, but um, it was always like late at night whenever I was like home sure. and about to get ready for bed. But yeah, I had a pretty weird solo queue. So I think at the start of or towards the end of April, I was like plat two fifty LP. And then in the middle of May, I dropped down to Plat 4 Zero LP, and my Demotion Shield had expired, so it was looking a little rough. But now um, I'm back up to Plat 2, like 20-some LP, so kind of had a, a roller coaster of solo queue, but I introduced a new champion to my pool, so now I have three that I'm playing in solo queue now. Um, okay, so, so who is good. this third? Because we were talking about it a while ago. That was a listener question previously, yeah. so who's this mysterious third champion? <laughs> Uh, I've been playing a lot of Ari in solo queue now, so my my three oh, champions are Ari, boring. Diana, and Yon. So that's kind of boring. been my my champ pool. But yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. I would say learning Ari. Um, I was gonna I wanted to pick up Asol, and um, it just didn't really work with. I feel like solo queue is too fast for for Asol right now. So he's good in like a a slower scaling type of games but a lot of the the games that i've been playing at least in like high platinum have been like super quick and games end 
like usually around 20 minutes anyway so it's really hard to 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 scale up and even all the assholes that i play against they just get dumpstered in lane because they just can't keep up with the pace of i think the game right now i think the game is so quick right now in general um everyone is getting items pretty quickly and everyone's just fighting and it seems like there's a lot more damage in the game now too i don't know if it's this recent item change or how they rework some of the mythics but it definitely feels like there's a lot more damage going on which makes the game feel even even faster yeah okay cool well we can get into some of why we think the damage has changed but uh cool um glad you got off the roller coaster of solo queue we've all had those experiences so yeah john how you been man how was your memorial weekend it was really good uh i almost forgot to play my decay games <laughs> i played them like right before i left for memorial day um i played with a buddy of mine and we did jungle mid. I actually played mid. I've been playing a good bit of mid recently, um, just with my friends and otherwise. But um, nice. But yeah, been actually been trying to get a bit of um, Yumu's on everybody I can. I love that item. It's super fun. But uh, but yeah, overall pretty good. Medium amount, I guess, of of uh, of league. Nice. Nice, nice. Matt, everything going well with you, man? Everything's going great. A little bit more busier because the summer's starting up. Um, haven't gotten to play a lot this last week just due to that. Um, but uh, the airsofting games has gotten better. I've felt a lot great, uh, a lot better because of that. Um, but yeah, not a lot has been happening. Cool, cool. I had a roller coaster of a memorial weekend. My girlfriend and I went out to Denver because we're moving there in... Uh, like two weeks, I guess. Um, Christ. Uh, yeah, so we're moving there, and then we already had this trip scheduled back in, like, October, so it just happened to line up right before we're going out. We got out there. We didn't love the neighborhood where we signed for our apartment, so then it, instead of turning in, instead of being like, a, let's explore the city and have a vacation and learn the area, it turned into, okay, the next couple of days, like Friday and Saturday, because we got out Thursday night, like Friday and Saturday were hardcore apartment hunting and uh, tours and stuff. It was, it was a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, and then also on top of that, the Airbnb that we had booked was absolutely nasty as well like there were moths inside and i felt if i sat on that bed i'd get bud bed bugs and the doors didn't shut all the way to lock and like no it was it was just nasty so we we got a refund for that uh so i was like i'm not i'm not fucking staying here no way i don't feel safe so yeah we got a hotel on the other side of the city and then um yeah but it was it was a long weekend and then like sunday we were able to relax more because saturday afternoon we found a place where we like and we're still waiting to get approved but we have no there's no, there shouldn't be anything that should get us approved so um yeah but it's uh it's good to be back although we gave away two of our window acs so now we have one ac for the whole apartment and most of the apartment is hovering around i'd say like 84 85 degrees and then the rest of it is like uh, the the bedroom where we have it in there is about like 65 and we have the door open it just doesn't proliferate all that well especially because a lot of our windows get a decent amount of sun through the day so yeah it's uh it's toasty i'm getting a little bit of, of lower back sweat right now sitting in my chair so 
yeah. Um, I don't suspect I'll be playing a shitload of video games just because of the temperature issues around in my PC here. So, yeah, and I haven't played that much since the item changes either. I've played some, but mostly I've just been playing like Tank Scion and watching what other people have been doing around me to kind of get in Because I have no idea what ADCs should be building at all right now. I have vague ideas, but I have no idea of itemization patterns or things like that. So I'm going to build what I know to still work and watch and see has other people evolve through the items. And I think I have a better grasp on some of my champions now, but um, yeah, so that's been me. But um, that's enough banter. Let's get into patch 13.11. So uh, this patch was supposed to be bigger, but they cut it down. Ivern was supposed to get a complete mid-scope rework update like they did for Rel, but that has been canceled, and so we'll go over that. But um, yeah, overall, it's... Uh, more of like a polishing out of what happened last patch with some direct champion nerfs and buffs. Uh, and the DRX skins dropped, and they're beautiful as well. So that's very cool. But uh, I'm not going to read through all of Rel because I'd be reading for the next few minutes, and nobody wants that. So basically, she attacks faster. She has higher attack speed, and her movement speed is slightly down. Um, her Q now stuns instead of healing, and if she does it immediately, if she does it after using her E, which is slightly different as well, then it does additional damage. Her W, when she crashes down, is heavily buffed, so she has additional attack range and attack speed. Um, but the uh, the actual engage part of it seems weaker to me. Um, and then the mount up when she remounts is significantly weaker than before, I think, because there's uh, you don't get as long of a burst of move speed, and it's not as much of a burst of move speed either. Um, and then she also has some jungle ratios, so her Q and her W both do 250% damage to jungle monsters. So it's not insanely troll now to jungle rel. If you were doing it before, hey, you just got a jungle rel buff. If you, yeah, I've never met a jungle rel, never seen it, but. Um, yeah, that's mostly what I've, uh, what I've seen with it reading through, but do you guys glean anything differently? Um, Matt, what do you think about this change and how it'll impact your bot lane meta? So the keynote takeaways is the W and the E, um, the W, yeah, the, the movement speed is reduced or basically just taken away whenever they mount up, but now that's being moved over to the E. So the E is the thing you should watch out for. Uh, because that gives the burst of movement speed and it's doubled when it's charging towards an enemy. So if they're coming towards you, it's doubled now and it's crazy. It's also given to the ally, whoever the E is on, and it's also um, also given bonus damage whenever they hit their first attack. So it's, it's a little bit more scarier for all-in. I feel like if this is pushing more rail into like an all-in type of style than being a counter-engage, uh, even though her kit sort of feels like it's more sore of a counter gauge but um i'm excited about it and i am definitely gonna be picking draven more often whenever i see rel you're not gonna be picking samira for that that classic combo uh samira's in a weird stage right now she's building dusk blade and i'm not really comfortable with it right now um but i need to play it a little bit more and i'll eventually go just to it okay gotcha John, what do you think about the rel changes? Anything else? Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the E is seems pretty dangerous. Also, it's nice. It seems like now you can, because uh, the cooldown on the W is so long, you can kind of 
they talk about this in the little blurb in the patch notes that you can kind of fish for a stun now um, and just combo into her W so that's always nice um, that she's not like a, a one um, ability character pretty much felt like yeah I'd also like it noted that three of the things they removed from her passive, they, the names of those are great. One of them was Road Off, the other one was Into The, and the last one was Sunset. So Road Off Into The Sunset, those things, since she's a horse lady. Fantastic naming, yeah. Um, Bomo, any other thoughts on Rel? I think she's pretty good. Um, I played with her on my solo queue game, and the speed up and kind of the stun, I feel like, work really well together. Um, so she kind of has two two forms of engage now, right? Um, <clears throat> you can speed up your allies to help engage or you can engage and disengage too. Um, I think, I don't think Qmax is gonna be good on her anymore. At least the dude who was in my game was saying that Emax is probably better for Rel right now um, with this change, but because <clears throat> the Q, you don't really care for the damage. You're just trying to get apply all of your, your resistance shreds. Um, so I and think stun them too. and stun them, yeah. And so I think there's really no point of maxing that right now. And I, he, they they thought the E was stronger, and so they were just typing all this stuff into my game. <laughs> I was just reading it, and so but yeah, it seemed pretty good in, in the skirmishes for sure. the The smaller fights around Dragon, the the Rel felt really good um, to play against because she wasn't being burst out when she missed her stun either, and she could still kind of like kite back a little bit and steal some of the resistance too. Um, when she failed her engage so it looked it looked pretty decent um we'll see if people pick it up more but as of right now um, i wasn't too upset that we had a rel on our team yeah and um the stats don't exactly back up our more positive thoughts but you know she did just get changed so like last few patches she's been hovering around like 52 51 and a half percent win rate now it's 40 um, she is statistically the worst support right now, but she just got changed. People are learning new builds. Plus that goes in with the item changes in the ADC. So it's just total chaos right now. She's obviously going to be better than 40%, but she might well need buffs. We'll, we'll see how things go. Yeah. The, the bot lane was Rel Kaisen. That seemed pretty good. Um, especially like level one and level two, they were able to, to del get a couple double kills here and there throughout the entire laning phase, which looked really good. I imagine that Rel Jin might be pretty good because you could empower the fourth auto to do even more damage. Matt, have you been theory crafting any of that? Or I saw your eyebrows I, go like, oh shit. I didn't really think about it. Jin has been really popular right now. I have been playing him a lot. Um, I've been fighting him a lot, though. And yeah, for sure, definitely. I think that would work super well, actually, with his seconds and then you pop the e for the fourth shot to get him in range oh it'll be so nice it'd be yeah. so fast and with his e and, and his just passive the fourth yep. fourth shot and just yeah his passive and adding on the rails passive bonus speed, uh, movement speed as well or the sorry the e movement speed as well oh gosh yep for sure and because rail applies like effects in so many different ways whether that's damage or like you know the pull or the stun it's you always have a way when she's in there to use your W. You always have something to proc it off of. Right. Yeah. There we go. Me theory crafting already. Um, okay, so that's it for Rel. So Akali getting a minor buff. Her Q base damage increased. The ratios have not been changed, but it just does 10 more damage at all levels. 
I don't think this really does all that much. Akali's still scary if you know what you're doing, and if you don't, then she's pretty much garbage. But this 10, maybe this changes how you can execute the backline of minions? I don't really know. Bomo, do you think that this changes Akali much? Uh, I think she was just a little weak against the the mage to mage or the mage to melee type of matchup. Well, melee melee. Um, I think in mid lane there's gonna be more assassins coming up just because of the lethality item change. So you'll see a lot more pantheon, um, talon, uh, and those types of champions. I do think Cassante is still super good mid lane, um, and he can counter a lot of those. 80 assassins, but <clears throat> you'll see a lot of like Yasuo and champs like that. So, I think in general, this is, I think it's a revert to a nerf they had before. So I think before you could, you had to two, sh you could two, sh two shot the minion wave. I think in the back, and then they Casters, nerfed yeah. it, and then they nerfed it. So you had to two shot plus auto them, and so I think this brings it back where you can two shot the the caster minions. I think. Or was one shot? It was with, one or the other? Yeah. All right, do you mean with just a Doran shield, or you mean with the specific items? Do at, you remember at, that at break full point? max at, at, at a fully max Q, you could either Got one it. or two shot the the caster minions, and then right nerfed it so you had to auto them as well. I forget if it's one or two shot, but <clears throat> now I think it's back in line with clearing the casters and then roaming again, so you don't have to spend the time autoing each of those caster minions. Sure. Sure. And the and what you're saying reflects in her win rate. It went up by two percentage points mm -hmm. overall so far. So a forty seven point eight to forty nine point seven. It's, it's which for a collie, I feel like is pretty good, right? Because she's pretty hard to that's play. That's really good. She's hard to play. Yeah. Half, like a fifty fifty matchup. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. And maybe the champions also that she doesn't do well into are not played much right now. <laughs> I mean. Who it's like her worst matchups so far this patch are Rise, who's barely ever played, TF is barely ever played, Galio, Ari has played a lot, but like how often do you see Annie or I guess Vigor is pretty popular, but a lot of these are not champions that are played all that often. Yeah, so, I'm surprised too with yeah. especially with last patch's um, lost chapter buff. I feel like a lot more mages would come out, but I haven't seen that many, which is really strange. I feel like going like a futures market into an early last lost chapter is just so broken in mid lane i've been playing it with ari and so i clear like three three waves the canyon wave and i back and i have futures market and i just tp back with a lost chapter and the enemy's like locked into lane while i can just full clear the wave it's kind of insane yeah yep you're using the ls tech i love it exactly especially if you start with a sapphire crystal <laughs> it's yeah you only need like 600 gold <laughs> Yep, Sapphire refill, yeah. and you're totally fine. Yeah. Um, Matt or John, any thoughts on Akali? Uh, not really. I mean, you pretty much covered everything. I think the big thing was just the uh, being able to two-shot the, the back line. Sure. Yeah, I don't. Cool. I don't think this is a big buff. I mean, it is a her primary spell. She throws out all the time, so a little bit more damage should be nice. Cool. Okay, so the next one we have is Amumu, W damage decrease. So the, the base damage per tick, which is every half second, was 10, now it's 7. No ratios were touched, no cooldown, nothing like that. Mana cost, nothing, that's it. Uh, 
he's been strong, so he's probably still going to be strong-ish. I don't think this really changed them all that much, but yeah. Um, John, what do you think? Have you been facing much of Mumu? Uh, before, I think, this patch, yeah, a good bit. But yeah, I mean, I definitely think he was strong. His clear was too good. His, like, with Conqueror, his skirmishing was too good. That's just gross that it ticked up Conqueror like that. But yeah, I think he definitely needed a nerf, so. In the last two patches, he was either the first or second high best jungler statistically as well. Doesn't wow. surprise me. Now he's dropped below 50, but hovering around 50. So that's probably good if we're looking at plat plus, if he's 49.6, because he should demolish low elo, and the higher up you go, get worse and worse. Okay. Any other thoughts? Anyone else on Amumu here? It's a small change, so... No, it's about Cool. It. Okay. Uh, Matt, do you want to take over Aphelios, then? Yeah, so Aphelios got a double hit with the items as well but the first nerf that he's gotten is ba or the only nerf that he's gotten with his abilities is his passive the bonus attack damage uh this is the leveling up whenever you level up your ability so that attack damage is going from five all the way to 30 is now starting at 4.5 going all the way up to 27 um so three damage less at the very last end um i think if I'm right, you take the lethality first now instead of taking the attack damage. Um, and you take the attack damage second. I think if I'm right. This that is... would make sense because build path changes. You're probably going to power into a BF sword item as a Felios, so you don't need as much AD early. No, I'm wrong. You, you still the take the Q first, the ability, oh. the damage first. But yeah, you take the lethality second. That's what it was. But yes. Still, it's an impactful damage nerf. Um, I, I I don't know what they're going to do with Aphelios. He, he feels weird. Uh, he is crazy strong. To be fair, he has been crazy strong. Um, I feel like he's going to be in an okay tier now. They're just nerfing him because they don't want him to be in pro play. And as soon as you get him decently anywhere decent inside normals or solo queue, then he becomes absolutely broken in pro play. So they're just keeping that little like basic level down here at the bottom. Yeah, I agree with everything you yeah, said. I think it, I agree too. I think it's mostly pro play. Yeah. Okay, next one, uh, Asol Bomo. You want to take it for us? Sure. So with Asol, they increases mana costs early on. So before it was 60 scaling to 100 based on level, and now it is 80 up to 100 per level. So her, his late game doesn't change too much, but his early game, he's going to have to be more careful at using mana. I think this is a good change because he could just put it down and easily wave clear pretty early on. And this is his second max too. So I guess level 9 to 14 is when you'll start seeing uh, a slight change um, to the, or I guess a slight buff to your to your original clear, but you can start being more spamming with your E after level nine, you start leveling this up. And then the damage tick has also been adjusted. So the main one being the increase in AP ratio, or decrease in AP ratio. So it was at 6.25% AP, now it's 5% AP. 
I think this is justified as well. Um, I think having Asol being a scaling champion that likes to farm and collect souls made his E just too strong, especially with the size increase. And so I think uh, lowering down the actual damage output of it is good based on the AP items that you have. Um, so yeah, I think overall it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah, agree. I would agree. I agree with everything um, you said. His E was just too good early for, um, for like wave, wave clear. What I'd like to see them do is actually change this ability so that it's uh, like an Anivia R. So it could stay down indefinitely if you have the mana regen for it, but it increases, or maybe... I don't know, something else that increases over time the longer that you're using it. Um, but basically, yeah, it's going to drain your mana. You could keep it down, but it is going to, like, if you keep it down more than a couple seconds, or maybe, like, three seconds at most, you're using a shitload of mana. I for, think that would be a good way to balance it. For his E? Yeah, for his E. It doesn't... Because I know that is cute. Sorry, go ahead. You mean, like, like a toggle ability? Like change it so kind of like a toggle like i imagine like basically you change it so that it functions like a nivea r so you have to you know it has like a, a, a normal cooldown or whatever and then when you uh you throw it down it has an initial upfront cost maybe it's a lot lower than this then maybe it's like 20 mana but then every second you use it it costs a percent of your max mana uh mm. so then you have to strategically use it rather than throw it down when a wave comes in and then just queue the whole wave or walk away or then it also really stops the ability because if you if you don't have baron or even if sometimes if you do have baron you can't push into a soul mm -hmm. you just you actually can't because the minions can't get past him so if you make it so that his uh this is his e then if you make it so his e actually can't stop the minions then for that long then you really functionally change his insane ability to anti-siege so would you like click it again to to disable it or how would yeah okay. so you'd either walk out of range like a nivia r mm -hmm. or you can press the button again to disable it and then it goes on cooldown for i don't know four seconds or something like that you can't mm -hmm. use it again hmm. that would be pretty interesting too I feel like that'd be I broken be for healthy. lane though. So so right the the Aesels go either um, first strike or comet and comet's pretty pretty good for the lane sustain. So you could just place it down quickly, proc your comet, take it off right, <laughs> and then with the execute on the minions, it's I think it'd be. I think it would be a little broken unless you adjusted like the initial mana cost. But if you if you're starting off pretty low mana then you can just toggle it on and off unless there's a certain lockout associated that's what with i would it. think a way to yeah. do that yeah is if you were to say like it it can be canceled after one and a half seconds of mm -hmm. usage or two seconds or so even if you walk out of range like if you get poppy hard and it's and you just placed it down mm -hmm. then it still stays there for two seconds and okay. then it'll go away got it could be interesting yeah that'd be a good way to balance it yeah I didn't have this planned, by the way. This just came up in my head as we were talking about it. Yeah, I also I also think maybe the the size have it be like a the size grows, you know, so it, mm -hmm. it grows already based on your stacks. But if there's a time to grow, kind of like a Nivea ulting ultimate, I think that would be pretty fair too, because right now you can like you get thirty minutes into the game and if, if Aesol's just been farming, you can literally put an E down and it blocks an entire choke point and your team can't walk through it, right? On top of the the ultimate with the skies descend attached to it, I feel like it's so hard to play into an Aesol that's already 
even or slightly ahead because of how much he's farming. And so I, I would like to see like a ramp up style with like his Q and E to kind of make it um, a little bit more advantageous to kind of if if they're late to placing their Q and E, then it won't do as much harm to your team, maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, I think you could do also do something like uh, you know it can increase so the stardust increases the the size the max size obviously but then it would it would already start smaller like you're saying like an anivia alt and then grow a little bit and the more stardust you have the quicker it would expand to its max as well so then yeah when you get to 45 minutes he's scary as shit but uh it's not as bad at that 20 minute zone even if he's just been permanently farming like you're saying yeah, I think playing around more around his uh, star stacking is probably the best way to go about it. Um, I know, I, I know. I was just saying, right? He's he's very slow uh, in solo key right now, at least in where I'm playing. But it seems like if he's able to to get it slightly ahead, then he's able to control a lot of a lot of the game and fights. And so if you have a uh, a pretty good skirmish early on you get a couple kills and you're able to build your items quickly then he he does he's feel pretty oppressive yeah okay well i think we spent enough time on ace hole so uh yep let's go to azir now so um azir's cooldown has been decreased by uh two seconds early and at level five it's still the same so it was 14 now it's 12 it's 14 to 6 now it's 12 to 6 and then his w arise where he summons a soldier the summon range has gone up by 25 units that's barely anything and then the uh the magic damage when they hit when a soldier actually hits someone um the base damage is totally unchanged but the ap ratio went up from 55 percent to 60 percent this seems like Okay, maybe the Q is something. The W seems like it's nothing. But Bomo, you've played Azir a lot in the past. Like, what do you think about this? I think it's fine. Um, so with the new Azir change that happened, you're maxing your W, right? And with the the range on W, it doesn't move to place the soldier. It'll just place it on the furthest radius from your character. You know what I'm talking about? Like some some champions, you if you're out yes. of cast range, it'll walk to try to cast it. So Azir Soldier doesn't do that. You can just place it um, on your furthest uh, outer circle. And I think it's 25 range. It's like hard to picture. I feel like it should be something because you can get an extra 25 range. I wonder if that's an extra auto attack you could possibly get off if you place it on top of someone. But um, I think maybe... It's good for escapes too. So if you if you're good at the Sharima shuffle, then the extra twenty five range might make a slight difference of clipping an enemy champion or making sure you get out. Um, but I think it's pretty good for like doing the the drifting of the slide of his escape tool, and I think it might be pretty beneficial because you could place it outside that won't be in the way of an enemy, so you can just e out and q and things like that. Sure. So far, that all makes sense to me. I didn't think about the escape potential of it. Um, his stats have his pick rates increased by two percentage points, and his win rate has gone up by three percentage points so far. So maybe this is a bit bigger than we're thinking. But also, he functions decently well into assassins, anyways. 
So it could be a meta thing. It's probably a combination of the two. Yeah, it yeah. does more damage John, when you've too, been playing. So. Yeah, that's true. John, when you've been playing mid, have you seen Azir much I at all? I like I've just not seen him like at all. I, I don't even think I played against him one time. I feel like I never yeah, see I this character like, long time. ever. I see Rise more than Same. I see Azir. <laughs> Matt, have you seen Azir at all? I've seen him two times, and whenever I was playing with my uh, Louis Lo friends, we were playing on... <laughs> Copped on my silver account, and we were playing the bronze level. Uh, we saw an Azir bot lane with a Yumi. It was just nonstop. I couldn't stop because my support kept on feeding. But it was fun to fight that <laughs> at the late game, uh, trying to fight a Yumi Azir. It's hard because the Yumi slows, and then the Azir can come up just throughout the day. And it's really uh, oppressive. Yeah. But I mean, it's fine. I I didn't really have a problem laning against him whenever I was fighting him bot lane. I didn't really feel the change in the range um, but low yellow I can't really tell anyways because they're not abusing the range true cool okay well, so let's move on to Ivern so like I said he's not getting a full uh, rework apparently there was enough of a they shared their plans for it and the community collectively or Ivern mains uh, had enough negative feedback towards it that they cancelled it so instead they gave him some buffs so um, Ivern can, now on his Q, he can recast it immediately to jump to the target, while um, Ivern and allies can issue an attack command to move their auto attack range's distance away from the target. Uh, so a slight change to how that functions. The cast range has been increased by 50, and the cooldown is now reduced by 50% when used on non-epic monsters, so you can use it to traverse around terrain a bit more, is what they're going for there. Um, his W, when, the brush maker, when he creates a brush, uh, the passive bonus magic damage on hit when he exits the brush for three seconds now applies to allied champions. So when champions go through his brushes, they get his the bonus magic damage on hit, is how I'm reading that. Um, the ally on hit damage is 5 to 15 plus 10% of Ivern's AP, not their own AP. The brush spawn vision duration was 3, now it's 8 seconds, because the brushes give you vision around where you spawn them. And the brush duration was 30 seconds, now it's up to a max of 45, or until your team loses vision inside of them. Interesting. And then uh, auto attacks empowered with the W empower now have a special visual effect to reflect the on hit damage. It's just a visual, it doesn't actually change how it functions. And then his E, when the shield detonates, if there are no enemies that are hit by the detonation and the shield has not been broken, the duration of the shield is renewed. So you get to hang on to the shield then if it actually doesn't hit anything. Um, and then Daisy got some buffs too. Her attack range went up by 50. Her movement speed went up by 20. Her attack speed went up by 0.05. She now has health regen as well. It She didn't have any before. Now she has 2.5 per second. Her bonus attack speed, which scales with your level, was uh, 30 to 70. Now it's 30 to 60. So she, is, she does attack slightly slower with ability level, but that's to make up for her um, base attack speed uh, increasing. 
And then her slam damage was 100% of Daisy's AD plus 20% AP. Now it's 40 to 80 plus 100% of Daisy's AD plus 20% AP. So it actually does a lot more damage now. Well, I guess not a lot. It's 40 to 80 more functionally, depending on your ability rank. So it is slightly more. She's going to move faster. She has bigger attack range and she has she's basically more durable and more annoying to stick on you because she always felt like a much more clunky and shittier version of tibbers to me um so yeah so basically some love for ivern because the ivern mains were up in arms um john what do you think thoughts on these ivern i mean changes? I, uh, he needed something he was just terrible i feel like i'd literally never see him ever like in solo queue especially uh Ever. Like, actually ever. even Maybe even less than Azir, which is, like, crazy. But, I mean, I think this is... Overall, I like this. Like, I like that they changed it. Um, like, the visual on his... The on-head's nice. I think the E is a nice change. What's it with, like, them making pets so fast? Like, I feel like every pet now is so fucking fast. I don't know. Like... If, like which other Tibbers ones? Tibbers is fast as shit, in my opinion. Like you can't get away from the guy unless you have a slow. Sure, Tibbers. You mean when Annie dies? Because yeah. Tibbers gets a shitload of move speed then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He he seems fast without that, but especially obviously that. Like you actually can't get away with him if you kill her. The ghouls are fast. York's ghouls are pretty yeah. fast. Also, I don't know, but yeah, I guess. I mean, fifty range. Daisy is super nice, especially like I feel like the attack speed is pretty I don't know I don't think that it makes too much of a difference especially with 50 more range, but I think the regen's gonna be a little annoying but do, I don't know. Do you know how yeah. much 440 movement speed is? A lot. It's, it's <laughs> an absurd amount. It's I think it's more than tier two. I th yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. I think it's literally, it's literally just, yeah. I, I wonder what. So, Moby's gives one fifteen extra movement speed, <laughs> and the average movement speed in game for a champion is three thirty five. Okay, I was gonna guess like three twenty or three. So, so four fifty is a is your Moby. That's speed. insane. Moby Moby boot speed. Yeah, I knew <laughs> on an average champion. Yeah, it's, it's so oh fast. God. Yeah, that's what I was in saying. I didn't realize that's what I was that. Thinking. Like, I mean, four. I just looked at four hundred and was like, <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Why is he so yeah, fast? Like, this motherfucker is like a race car. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking that uh, I've kind of had this idea that I think Enchanter mids are going to be super strong, and I think Ivern can be a mid lane champion, especially with a lot of these weird buffs. I think the biggest one is his allies. Exiting a bush for three seconds also apply your on-hit damage. I feel like that's just so insane. Like, you put a bush um, in front of your allies. They walk all through it, and they have extra on-hit damage, right, as they're fighting. And then when you kite back, you place a bush. And so I kind of want to play more enchanter mids in flex and normals and just see how it feels. But I think having, like, a carry, jungler, and bot lane is really all you need. And you have two enchanters and the support and mid lane and a tank top. And there's no way, like, you just do so much damage while also preventing your team from dying. Lulu, Kogma, Ivern is what I'm hearing you basically say. Here. Pretty much. Yeah. Rakan, I think, is really good, too. So, like, a Rakan, Ivern together. Like, do you know how much disruption and knockup you have? <laughs> and you can have, like, a Belveth jungle type of situation or kindred jungle with whatever 80 carry you want to play 
it just seems so Pick disgusting. Sante in top yeah. lane or a yeah. Scion or something. And then like the Jesus. the knockup damage, like it's by level, right? So if you're a mm-hmm. mid laner, you're getting more levels quicker, so you'll have the extra damage applied. Um, but yeah, I th- I think just the daisy <laughs> movement speed is just so insane. Like, what are they even thinking? Like, 440 is so fast. <laughs> yeah, it is. And their range, like, how how do you get away from that? <laughs> yeah, right. Because the the daisy you can target, right, and it'll just keep following them, and it has that little line that follows you. And once you're knocked up, you're pretty much dead because of how fast it moves. And I don't think you can even get away from daisy if it even hits you one time. I think uh, I think a better way to do it. Not that you're. I like your idea of double enchanter. So you have you know on hit and enchanter support. Pick whatever you want, and you have. I think Ivern jungle, and then like you were saying, Cassante is extremely good in mid, and even better with the way the meta is shaping up in mid lane right mm-hmm. now. So you put Cassante in mid, and then have like an Olaf top. That works too, yeah. Hmm. Then I think you're match maxing out where you can put the champions in different matchups mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm curious too. Like, I was thinking mid lane because you could go full AP, right? You don't have to go like the support build that is like budget friendly. Um, you could actually like go full damage and apply a lot of damage with like your bushes and your e and i think the e the big thing is the shield never expires if it doesn't detonate which is kind of ridiculous right you can just apply your shield and if it doesn't detonate on anybody it doesn't do any damage it stays on the enemy right it just it's so renewed. I'm, is that i'm thinking it's renewed like uh you know when diana get hits things and then her shield duration is renewed if she detonates all the orbs mm-hmm. and then it still falls off after a duration i'm thinking it's that so okay. if the trigger seat stays on for four seconds and it doesn't hit anyone then you get another four seconds of that shield mm-hmm. is how i'm reading that i think that'd be pretty pretty good right like you can you can like prep your team or like at least one teammate with a shield i don't know what the cooldown of e is but um as it's expiring you go in you put another shield on type of thing. I feel like that's the setup for your team fights. I feel like would be really good. You can preemptively set up your your shield. So his trigger seed cooldown is eleven to seven okay. on base, and it's after two seconds. Then the shield detonates. So then you could have an additional two seconds of it. Mm. Um, but. If you build full supporty, mm-hmm. I guess not. Even, I was gonna say you get a shitload of ability haste, but not anymore, as we talked about last episode with the a lot of the support items getting gutted of their ability haste. So not anymore, actually. Mm-hmm. So full AP it is then. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> what echoes? We'll healer? try it out and then we can report back. But I think it's gonna be broken. Would echo healer get applied twice because of the refresh? That's what or I would unique? think, unless it's only on unique. Uh, unless it's once per like once, unique ability. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Let me look. I'll read it. Because it's just healing or shield. Heal, yeah. Shielding. It's either one. Whenever you have your soul shards. So if you have it already stacked up with your soul shards, you just apply the E and then it applies it again right after. Uh, in theory. Yeah, so damaging an enemy. Um, it doesn't say anything about a unique instance on the passive. Hmm. So, probably it gives you two charges of it then. And that was what he was going last patch as well, Ivern was. But his win rate has shot up to 52.3, and he has a pick rate of like 2.7. So, he's around a bit more 
and he's doing a lot better in jungle. Uh, he also is statistically the best support or best top lane and the best mid lane, and and a totally uh, average support. So he's doing really well everywhere, which is to be expected. But he's just barely picked in most of these roles. Yeah. So okay. Um, that's Ivern then. Uh, I was gonna ask someone to take over Jinx, I take but I can finish Jinx. this in like one sentence. Okay, go for it then. So Jinx has been on the high tier S tier picker ban type of style, and now she's finally getting her nerf that she finally deserves. Her base stat, um, it, the attack speed growth basically has gone from one, or sorry, one point three to one. So less attack speed. Whoa. Plus we got a double nerf as well with her item set so she's in an awkward phase right now where people are trying to figure out what are we building with her um because she used to take storm razor and hurricane and both of those got touched up as well so it's a triple nerf for her and she is now down in the bottom <laughs> bottom tiers of adcs you would rather pick something else other than the jinx like okay i thought that I didn't know you were going in a more serious direction there. I thought this was like a placebo nerf and it wasn't really doing much. No, this is actually like, this is, yeah, this is doing a lot right now. So I will say her. her win rate doesn't say that, but that being said, that doesn't mean anything necessarily. Okay. Her win rate went down by half a statistic, half a percentage point. Okay. Maybe I hyped it up her too much. Pick rate, her pick rate did drop out though. It went down by 8% though. Her pick rate did. So that's a lot. If I was to say anything, I'd so. probably pick Cogma uh, over a Jinx right now. If I was to pick something like a Jinx. Yeah. Or Misfortune yeah. or something else if you want to hit hard with individual autos. Yeah. Okay. John, any other thoughts on Jinx? No. I think it's, I think it's fine. I mean, she's been really good for a long time, in my opinion. She has. So we'll talk about someone now who hasn't been very good for, or hasn't been good for a while. So John, do you want to take Callista for us? Sure. So yeah, she's getting a bunch of changes. So her base health is going up 26 to 600. Her health regen is being buffed to four from 3.75. Health regen growth, 0.55 to 0.75. Her AD is getting lowered to 61 from 66. And then AD growth is going down from 3.75 to 3.25. But I feel like the big thing here is that they're changing. I think last patch they changed how her passive vision, uh, like the interaction with her passive vision worked. So like you uh, you would miss autos if uh, a target was out of vision, and they changed that so that her basic attacks no longer miss. If they leave vision, that was super annoying for bushes, I know. Um, and then her um, passive on hit is going from 90% of her total AD to 100%. And then it looks like the Q is just getting a 5% buff on the scaling on the AD. Um, and that's it. And then her E is getting a lower cooldown. Um, looks like it was 14 to 8 before. Now it's 10 to 8. So that's, that's pretty nice. And then the physical damage per stack on her E with the spears. Um, it's getting a little bit of buff on the AD scaling. Um, looks like two, roughly two. 
and then um, the just regular base part of it damage is going down by two at level one and then um, it was 10 to 34 before now it's 8 to 24 so a little bit of a just I feel like mix changes for her because I don't know she's been pretty meh for a while and like she's a really hard character to play so I feel like the passive thing is really nice because that was super annoying um did they just change that last I patch think it was. so that she would lose I think those? it was either last or the one before that. It was pretty recent. Damn. Um, okay. But yeah, I, like, I don't know. I feel like she's... She's better than last patch. Her, statistically, she went up 2%, but she's still at 47.2. Yeah, I feel like she's not played very often either. She's, I don't know, I feel like she's a, a one-trick champ probably pro yeah, player character and, but yeah and also she's much better the higher up you go because of the way her kit yeah. works she's much more early game focused so the higher up you go the more effective she's going to be and if she's sitting above 48 then she's probably in line for a nerf just because of how well she does at the upper echelons just like Ophelios that we were talking about earlier yeah. The shy is gonna come back and play Callista top. I think Callista solo lane is gonna be really good with these two buffs because you don't even max, you don't even level up your W, right? <laughs> you just play with Q that. and E for the longest time in solo lane. So I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah. I think the bush is really good as you were saying, and then not capping her AD is also really good too. So your autos actually do what your auto attack damage is supposed to do instead of being ninety percent because of her jumping thing that she does, but. I think she'd be pretty good. Um, Hail of Blades, Callista sounds pretty nasty right now with like a maybe a, a Rage Blade type build. But yeah, I wonder if it plays similar to like a Tristana mid. I think AD carry mids are going to be a thing too. So I, it's really weird. I'm like saying Enchanters and AD carry mids are going to be the new mid laners. So um, we'll see if it comes to to fruition. But I do think those two classes are really good right now. It makes sense because Mage's itemization, even though they improved a couple of things, are still total dog shit. Like, Mage items are still terrible to <laughs> build. Yeah, I'm curious if, like, you can switch up, like, the meta and just have, like, Mage bot laners now and just have 80 carry mid laners so you can get more, more farm, right? So I think the reason why Mage's struggle is mid lane has reduced gold for the first 14 minutes per each of the... The cannon minions, I think, and the regular minions. I thought it was all minions. The gold and the yeah. XP was like slightly down by like one or two percent. Yeah, or something. and so yeah, I'm curious. Like maybe that's why the mages are having a tough time because even though the waves are theoretically now getting there at the same time now, right? So you're not have a advantage anymore with the the minion movement speeds. But it seems like in general, mages, even with the lost chapter buff, don't feel great at all. Um, unless you're cheesing it with like the the early lost chapter to kind of just shove and keep them in lane so they can't back but um yeah it's 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 really weird um a lot of my champions that i played did really well into mages but i haven't really seen a lot of mages so i play yon and diana and it's pretty much not been non-existent playing against mages it's pretty weird a big thing also with mages is that their component items are much weaker relative to every other role, basically. Like, they don't have a lot of unique passives or effects or things like that. It's, like, 
five ability haste or uh you know 10 ability haste or mm-hmm. um extra a little bit of extra ap or something like that and that's about it whereas mm-hmm. you know every other class there a lot of their components have you know ability haste on them or it has like actual unique effects or they have other things going on or they're just flat cheaper and your gold combination costs are a lot different like mages have some of the most expensive components and combination item uh, costs of they have to sit on the most gold much more often than many other roles mm-hmm. which i think is a lot a huge issue for them too like mage itemization just needs to be reworked top to bottom i think yeah it's just garbage it's not good a lot of other roles are fine like you don't need to rework all the items but mage items need to have more items and they need to be completely reworked in their components and everything like that but touch that in preseason. don't do this yeah. in the middle of a season please. i think i think it's a pretty pretty bad that you so you attach a lot of mana to mythic items right and you're only allowed one mythic item i think that's also the the hindrance to a mage too like sure you can buy a tier and then you have your mate your mana item but that's really it for mana you can't just like have more mana <laughs> in general and what are you gonna do buy a forbidden idol then you're gonna yeah. like it doesn't feel good at all yeah it's uh, yeah I, it's really weird you're like going for for these high stat stick items that as you were saying, there's no associated passive with it that's beneficial to the user. Um, Catalyst is pretty good in terms of like the the health and mana that you sort of get back, but honestly, Hextech Alternator yeah. is also not terrible. I like but, Alternator and a lot then, too. Yeah, yeah, and Lost Chapter, like you said. But after mm-hmm. that, it's what Oblivion Orb that does something. Mm-hmm. That's about it. The only one because Seeker's Arm Guard and uh, whatever the MR one is, they stack so little that yeah. they're basically useless to actually have other than their base stats. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know how we got to there from Callista. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but there we are. So, Okay, uh, Rek'Sai is getting some buffs as well. So, well, some changes overall. Um, Rek'Sai's passive, I couldn't even tell you what these abilities are called. Okay. Um, Fury of the Xerzai. Uh, so her Tremor Sense refresh rate was 1.5 seconds to 1 second, so she's going to be able to track people more consistently um, and minions and stuff like that. That's the little circles when she's underground that she can tr- sense where they're going. Um, heal with maximum Fury was 20 to 90 based on level. Now it's 15 plus 20 for every three levels, plus 2%. Plus two percent max HP for every three levels. So they made it a lot more complicated. I don't know where the breakpoints are on math, but you can do that math on your own or check out if Freak still does his champ run uh, patch rundowns. Then he would go over that. But you can do the math on that. Um, I think the base heal is better, right? So at least now it's seventeen. Seventeen. Well, it's fifteen well, wait, how, plus how, twenty, how, right? Well, 15 plus 20 for every three levels, so you're not level three. If you're level one, I'm thinking. Okay. Um, because that's what it, you're comparing 20 to level one. So how much fury can she have? Is it 100? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then she heals 17 at level one if she has max fury. With, because with then the it's max two, HP? Because then it's 2% of... Uh, well, she doesn't get any max HP for level one because it's two percent max hp for every three levels so like level one you have there's 15 flat and then there's another 20 for every three levels so once you reach level four you get another 20 uh or maybe level three how it's coded but level one you don't have that then there's plus but you don't take you don't take the tunnel right you don't take the tunnel level one so the heal you and the w second or the underground the underground the burrow is where you heal right 
yes. But let's just say, for example, you decided to. Mm-hmm. Just just for like sake of so we can compare the numbers then. Then you get 2% of your fury, which is 2 because you get 100 fury. So you're getting 17 so far. And then 2% of your max HP for every three levels. But as we said before, you don't have any extra levels to reach you at that point. So then that's actually null. So level 1, it's worse. I imagine it's better as you reach like level four or level five onwards, I imagine it's a lot better then. And this opens her up to actually healing a lot more if you go bruiser Rek'Sai builds rather than full lethality as well. So um, I think that this this is a buff, that thing there, but I, I don't I know think it's that. a buff too, um, except for level one. But yeah. right, so if, if you're not even looking at the max HP and you're just going off level, at level 18, you heal 195 base without any max HP influence. So I think it's a, I, th- I think it's above two. One ninety, uh, yeah, one ninety five. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, one, yeah, that's definitely it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So then her other changes as well. So her Q, when she's burrowed, the reveal dur- duration was two and a half seconds. Now it's five. So that's that laser thingy that she shoots out. Um, and then when she's unburrowed, the that's her like three swipes, um, in an AOE. The The cooldown was four seconds at all levels. Now it's four to two based on rank. The buff duration that she gets, which I think it is like it empowers her autos. It was five seconds. Now it's three. So the cooldown is lower, but you have to use them sooner in order to actually capitalize on the ability. Um, And now basic attacks refresh the buff duration of Queen's Wrath. So instead of having to use all three autos in five seconds, this means that you have to do one of them in three seconds and then another one within three seconds in order to get it. So you can actually extend it to nine seconds um, as opposed to getting it all in five. But they did remove the Q's buff no longer ends prematurely if Rek'Sai is burrowed for more than 1.5 seconds. So um, they're making it so that if you burrow for a little bit during that time, you don't actually lose the Q active. Not that it really matters because the cooldown of it is so low now, but that is a, that is a thing. Um, and then also her W unburrow got a quality of life update, targeted range increased to match untargeted range. This, okay. So note, this will mean that the optimization where it was better to line up Rek'Sai to the edge of your knockup and press W at the perfect time, instead of just clicking on the opponent has been removed. I, I, I don't quite know what this means here. Yeah, I'm a little so, confused. I think there was a, a feature or I guess a design feature. of the character, right? Where, um, you it's better to press W instead of um, auto right-clicking them to knock them up. So before it was, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm really, I don't quite understand either. But I think that had to do with the knock-up duration, right? So it's 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 quicker to press W than to just auto them because if you auto them while unburled, you'll unburrow and knock them up, right? But I think it's faster if you just press W, and I think they're getting rid of that interaction. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that makes okay. sense. So these all seem like a small buff for Rek'Sai. Not massive, but small buff and slightly changes how she interacts. I think the the Tremor refresh rate is going to be really good every second. So you're getting an extra Tremor in every three seconds. And you can. I think the tracking the enemy is going to be a lot easier and maybe even harder to juke a Rek'Sai now because... They'll, uh, one second is pretty significant in terms of half a second. Like half a second makes or breaks a lot of fights. 
Yeah, I feel like it makes it a little easier well, they... to pick up. <laughs> yep, uh, Rek'Sai is statistically the best jungler now because of this. She went up 4%, and she is sitting at a 54% win rate with a three with almost a 4% win rate. So I'm going to be banning this, this pitch until she gets nerfed. Yeah, 53.92 and a 4% win <laughs> rate and a 2% ban rate. Last patch, she was sitting at 49.9 with a 0.8% pick rate. So people didn't know. Also, the new items, people didn't exactly know what to be building on her. But it looks like uh, the best build is Stridebreaker. Mm. It's actually kind of bru yeah. bruisery. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. I think the Q is also going to be broken, too. Like at, It's your first max anyway, so two-second cooldown for I a three-second buff but duration. Like, but your unburrowed and your burrowed cues have different cooldowns, from what I understand. It's not... Yeah, yeah. But the... Just just when you're unburrowed, right? That's the empowered autos that swipe around you. Yeah, right? for three. Three mm -hmm. of them. That, that's, like, permanently up now when when you're level nine. And you're clear. And so... Like, yeah. it's gonna be insane. Yeah. Wow. So, I see why Rek'Sai jumped up that more. These are actually major... Now that we talked about it more. Jesus. Plus the main items you're building are all ability haste. The Stridebreaker, Black Cleaver, mm -hmm. Death Dance type styles. Yeah. All ability haste. Yeah. I don't know, man. It seems without any mana constraints either, you just spam this That's ability just... and gather fear and just heal so much more now. I, I feel like this is insane. And you build Bruiser. Well, even if you had mana constraints, you're a jungler, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, Junglers just, don't have to deal with all mana. all the mana regen, yeah. Gathering. Oh, yeah, my, uh, try this again. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not happy. I don't like facing Rexai. So, um, okay, let's move on then, because we still have we're a little bit behind on time for what we'd want to be doing. So, uh, Renekton, he got a little bit of love here as well. His E cooldown went down by two seconds at all ranks, and the R cooldown was 120 at all ranks. Now it is 120, 180, and that's 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 nice actually and then the magic damage per tick which is every five seconds was 25 to 50 75 now to 30 60 90 so he's just getting small buffs um the magic damage per tick adds up in a fight but he's more bursty but the cooldown on his e is helpful in lane especially because this is usually your second max um so this will actually take effect more into mid game and you have a bit more mobility or if you use it then you're no longer absolutely fucked because a lot of his items that he builds have ability haste in them um so you'll be getting a, a few more dashes off or maybe like one more dash off in a team fight as opposed to only getting it once you might get two um i don't know this seems like it's fine uh but they have to be careful with renekton because he's always very problematic in pro play yeah agreed you got it. Cool. All right. Um, TF. So the W cooldown decreased. Uh, it was 8 to 6. Now it's just 6 at all ranks. This is a nice buff for TF. It's not massive, but it's a it's a nice buff that'll push him in a nicer way. Um, Boma, what do you think about this one? I think it's pretty good. Um, you automatically get the 6 second cooldown. Um, before you didn't get into level 13. I'm curious. I've been wanting to play like a, a, a Ginsu's Rageblade <laughs> TF mid. Where he's just focusing on like auto attacking. I think it'd be pretty good. 
Um, especially if you can stun them and just auto them down while kiting. I think you'd be really strong. Um, so I'd be curious if like a this allows him to be more of like a a hybrid type of mid laner who can help roam but also apply a lot of split push pressure because his cards and his passive on his E do a lot of damage to turrets too. And so yeah. I wonder if there's some like Lich Bane Ginsu's build that you can go where you're just permanently just kiting and stunning people. Um, I'm like a duelist, so I'll try it out too. There's a lot of things I want to try, and then I'll report back hopefully. Um, I would think that TF would love Static Shiv into Rage Blade. Yeah, I mean you could clear the wave so easily on top of your your red card, right? And so it would be and a Q, you instantly good. clear that wave. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be pretty good too. Yeah, there's like His four champions that I want to try now, so we'll see. His win rate went up by two percent, so. That's good. TF is also someone they have to be careful with because he's a pro play and high elo uh, menace as well compared to solo queue. So he's probably in a very strong state and will be pick ban in pro play if he's at a 50% win rate in solo queue right now. But we'll have to wait a few more weeks since the LCS is on uh, is on pause right now. So um, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Anyways, uh, now we just have some items as well. So um, these are small nerfs or buffs to items. So Ardent Sensor, the bonus attack speed was 15 to 30% based on the target's level. Now it is 20%. Um, I'll just read through all of these and then we can talk about which ones we think. Actually, there's a lot of them. Never mind. We can go one by one here. Uh, so Ardent Sensor, any significant thoughts? This seems like a nerf overall, but it's more consistent. Yeah, I don't really... Yeah, Enchanters build it. It's nice. It's yeah, I feel like it's pretty good too. I wonder trying to trying to push it into like a rush first item because it's based on targets level, right? So you get the twenty pretty quickly and to help bridge like some some gap for support items. But I I I don't think I've really seen Arden Sensor being built, so it's hard to, <laughs> hard to really say if it's gonna be good or not. Yeah, and. And they're saying that Arden Sensor is currently the highest win rate second item purchase for Enchanters, and they want it to be more in line with Staff of Flowing Water. So really is what I think what we're hearing is that they need to buff Staff of Flowing Water because Arden didn't feel insane. But they didn't go that direction, so oh well. Um, speaking about another item that needed to get some changes is Dusk Blade. So the bonus uh, ability damage based on target's max health was 15% at max uh when they're at like 99 percent or when they're at one percent health or so now it's 20 percent uh so you're going to do more damage with your abilities only as they lose health and then the maximum bonus damage threshold was uh 20 percent now it's 30 oh, okay so you're going to do 20 percent more damage while they're at 30 percent max health or or 30 percent remaining health or less so you're going to do more damage with your abilities overall. This is actually kind of nice because I've I've read a lot on Reddit that Duskblade, while it it felt kind of cool, it didn't actually... Well, it felt cool by being untargetable. It didn't actually feel good in the damage that it did. I agree. Okay. I was playing it. I'm like, this is so underwhelming. Everyone was saying it's going to be broken because of the invulnerability for one and a half seconds, but it's, it's 10 seconds, so you can't proc it in a fight, really, unless it's super extended. But at that point... Who are you gonna who are you gonna need to be invulnerable from if there's only one person left, you know? <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. I think the invisibility was a lot stronger on it, and I don't know why people were saying it was going to be a broken item. I think it sucks right now. Aiden. Yep. Um, okay, Echoes of Helia. The passive healing per shard was 20 to 100, and now it's 20 to it levels 1 through 8 scaling. Now it is 20 to 80, scaling levels 6 to 18. And then the passive damage per shard was 300 to... Or th oh, my God, 300. 30 to 200. Levels 1 to 18, now it is 3180, levels 6 through 18. So this is a nerf like every way that you go about it. The damage is down, the healing is down, and uh, it also doesn't start to get better until level 6, which realistically, when are you getting your Mythic before level 6 as a support? So this probably actually doesn't have an application the levels-wise, but it does cap out. You're going to do less healing, you're going to do less damage, full stop always. Um, I saw Echoes of Helia. I haven't played that much, but when I have been played, Echoes of Helia is in like every goddamn game. Yeah. Yep. It's just too good. There, I haven't seen a game where Moonstone was picked. <laughs> Apparently, Ivern ADC, the recommended item, is Moonstone. So. Yeah, it's something for mid lane, top lane. <laughs> it's so good. I love. Uh, oh, Moonstone. Oh, actually. That's crazy. Actually. Okay, what's going on in that brain? I uh, no, I I would have thought they would have done echoes because echoes you just get so much more damage out of it uh, if you're going to go ADC. But Moonstone sounds like you're just trying to play support at that point and just play with a Senna. They know. probably are. It's probably that's, a Senna thing. That's probably what they're doing. Yeah, that's actually kind of a cool idea. I never thought about Ivern Senna. That probably would work pretty well. Because you have two ways to conceal yourself. You've got the bush and then you got the Senna's shroud. Ivern, Senna, bot lane with a Rengar jungle. Sounds like John's <laughs> Oh, yeah. Conceal me. <laughs> First it was the Leona Senna, now it's Ivern, Senna. Oh, man. Pull out the door. All right. Uh... Next item that we have is Gale Force. Uh, the d active damage was decreased. Um, so the flat damage actually wasn't decreased, but it's the scaling with crit strike chance. It was 250. Now it's 200. These are percentages that it would increase it. Um, and then the maximum execution damage was 160. Now it's 150. So it's dealing slightly less damage. Probably not a ton, but it's getting some nerfs. Um, we already thought that Gale Force was going to be not great. I remember us talking about it uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week. But um, did that hold up with what we were thinking? Matt, what do you think about the state of Gale Force before, and then how does this uh, change affect it? Uh, Gale Force was the better pick option over Navori Quickblade for uh, before the nerf happened. Um, and now Gale Force is getting nerfed. I think the Gale Force is getting... I'm not so sure why it's Ryder, a bunch of cowards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, champions like Zaya are now just moving over to Navori Quick Blades because of this nerf. I it was it was an okay item. I felt was pretty happy. I didn't feel like it was crazy strong, but maybe I'm not seeing up high enough because high elo they can definitely use that movement speed and use the active a lot better. One I, one thing I've also actually seen like with the. Uh, Ghostblade nerfs is the uh, and I mean this is gross but like I, I haven't tried it and I, I want to try it is uh, Gale Force Rengar where you can like yeah oh, no. you can just Gale Force to a bush and then jump on someone 
I feel like I've seen Gale Force on a lot of other champions, like Scion and uh, what was the other champion? Scion, Trindamir, Yon, and Yasuo all build Gale Force right now um, because Shieldbow is not a mythic anymore. But I I think the the execute damage on the active was just so strong, right? Because it's two, it's dual purpose. You can use it to get away, or you can use it to finish off an opponent. And the the scaling on it is pretty good. The damage, right? Um, right. The base is one fifty at level one, and so that's that's a pretty big execute threshold for a lot of champions. It goes to three fifty and plus two hundred fifty percent crit strike chance. So if your crit strike chance is at forty, that's pretty significant um, damage that you're outputting, and then the execution damage too on top of it. So I thought it was really, really good, and I would. I think I've really only seen this built on eighty carries. I haven't really seen IE built that much. I thought I was going to see a lot more of it, but IE seems pretty non-existent, and Navori Quickblade seems pretty, pretty niche too. So it seems like I I didn't really see that much change in like the eighty carry mythics, and I thought I would see a lot more diversity. It's pretty much only been Gale Force or uh, Ginsu's that I've been seeing, or Stormraiser. But it's not a mythic, though, right? Oh, it's not a mythic, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Storm Razors also really busted. That was the build I was going. I was going Storm Razors into Gale Force on Yone. Mm-hmm. And you're playing more of like an assassin than uh, a fighter because there's no more survivability with Yone and Yasuo anymore. Right. Um, they Same did give Lady him, Carry. Yeah. They did give him a slightly more HP scaling buff, but because of the, the shield bow nerfs um, by making a legendary you don't really have a go-to mythic and you're just going for more damage at that point so <laughs> gale force and storm razor are actually doing a lot for for yon and yasuo and i i think they're toning some of that down with because of them but i don't know i they would think they're still pretty weak right now because a single form of cc will kill you it's kind of disgusting yeah i love it cool um, yeah, when I played Trindamir, it definitely felt like, uh, some of, I, I should have gone Gale Force earlier. I played, like, Static Shiv Rush, and it was terrible. Um, but that item is getting touched, uh, a little bit later, so before we get onto that, let's talk about Kraken Slayer. So, Kraken Slayer, the damage type was magic, now it's physical, so it actually goes in line with the champions that are building it, generally. And the change is that, uh... The, or so the, the damage was 20 plus 60% AD plus 45% AP. Now it is 35 to 85, levels 8 to 18, plus 65% AD plus 60% AP. So it has a higher AP ratio. It has a this, uh, slightly higher AD ratio. And the base is up as well at all points. Um, this feels like it's a lot better, but it also needs to be they need to juice the numbers since they're changing the damage to physical because before you were able to just deal so much magic damage later on crit marksmen were because everyone would be building armor against you and everyone else building lethality across the map and you'd be dealing a lot of magic damage so now that's actually fixed back so i get why they need to do this um but uh does this make the item actually feel better i heard from a lot of people that kraken actually didn't feel that good especially early to be building um matt what do you think about this the only time i ever saw it get picked was with Belveth because they have to build it i don't i haven't seen it bot lane at all 
the only time that I, the only times you would pick it by that point, you'd rather just take a Bork into Rage Blade at that point and just build your other main ADC items, Bloodthirster, Kraken Slayer, a Witsend type of style instead of trying to build this item. Um, I saw some people rushing it. It didn't work well for them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's very underwhelming uh, still. Sure. Okay, so maybe this will make it feel better. Um, yep, so next one we have is... I don't know why they group these. It's like AD item, support item, AD item, support item, AD item, support item, as we're scrolling down. But I'm going to skip Moonstone. We'll come back to it. I think it's but, just alphabetical. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. Never mind. Okay. Well, then I'll stick with their ordering since it does make some sense. So Moonstone, uh, the chain heal was twenty-five to thirty percent, twenty to thirty-five percent based on ally level. Now it's twenty to forty, uh, still based on ally level. And then the single heal was fifteen to twenty-five. Now it's fifteen to thirty, also based on ally heal. So it's a slight buff to it. Um, late game, not early game. It's the same for most of the game. It's going to function. Um, thoughts on the Moonstone change, Bomo? Seems fine, I guess. I don't really play a lot of other roles, so it's hard to, to speak on, like, support, but, yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. I, none of us do. We, we'd need Goose on here for that. But I just don't think that this really... Fu- like, since this isn't changing, probably until level, what, 15, realistically, um, it doesn't feel like this is going to be all that different because supports don't get to level 15 in a standard game, mm-hmm. especially with how fast the games are, as you're saying. Like, I just don't, I don't know, I don't think that this actually will come into effect. Now, when we go into a longer, slower meta and supports or champions in mid lane or top lane or so are building Moonstone, then yes, this will be impactful. But for the time being, this feels like it does absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think right now it's all about damage. Healing isn't... <sighs> Riot had that stance, right? They just want certain champions to heal, like Vladimir and Soraka and stuff like that. So these healing, pseudo-healing items just seem really out of place, especially for a Mythic. Uh, maybe if they made a Legendary and made a little bit more gold efficient, it could be good. But it's, there's just no reason to build this over like the Echoes of Helia right now, right? You, you kind of get a little bit of damage and healing off of it, while this one just increases your healing. And you have, that's already pretty niche in the game in itself. Yeah, unless you're playing Soraka, which this is probably still better for her, everyone else should be that has heals or shields should be taking uh, echoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Navori, the recipe changed again. Uh, now it is Caulfield's Warhammer plus BF Sword plus Cloak of Agility and 400 gold, and it used to be Caulfield's Pickaxe Cloak plus 825. The the fun it doesn't cost any more overall. It just the build path changed. The AD went up by five. The ability haste went down by five. The transcendent so the the cooldown reduction on that would that it would reduce your uh, your basic abilities on crit went down or maybe it's every auto went down from twelve percent to fifteen percent or it went up from twelve percent to fifteen percent. The mythic passive changed. It was five ability haste. Now it is five AD. Um, this feels good because Navori, as you guys were talking about earlier, feels like it definitely felt second fiddle before. But now with this getting a buff and Gale Force getting a nerf, they're probably more in line. Yeah. Zaya's taking this item. I, I don't know about uh, Jin. What is Jin building right now at 1311? She's doing Stormraiser, Gale Force. Probably Stormraiser as well. Static. Yeah. 
The Gale Force dash on Jin is just so good. It is. And the bonus move. On top of his fourth shot. Yeah. It's just it's just too it good. It really is. Yeah, if it would Gale Force would have to get nerfed into the ground for him to change his core mythic. Yeah, he's still building Gale Force. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. That's nice. I enjoy it a lot. Okay, well, here's an item that Jin is not building. Runan's Hurricane. The on-hit damage got ha uh, hit in half. It was 30, now it's 15. So take that, Jin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this... This is one of those small uh, I dinks know. I was saying about Jinx. Reducing the AD or attack speed, and then now you're taking away your second item nerf. It doesn't really affect, like, uh, Kogma, or it doesn't really affect um, Twitch, something like that, because you're still building your Bork and Ragebleed as your two main items it's as sure. a third item it's not really that big of a damage nerf but early game wise it's more impactful sure that's all i got to say about that one <laughs> yeah this it felt insane john and he's yeah i mean it just felt yeah. like you were saying i don't think it changes it that much for kogma but it did seem absolutely insane on him Is Aphelios building this second? Or no? Not sure. Because sometimes, he, he I mean, he used to a while ago. I, I know and he now, does build it, but I don't know when. He's usually a third item, is what it's looking like. Probably IE into Bloodthirster, into uh, uh, into that is my guess. It's a Stormraiser first item, and then to IE. Okay. Or uh, Gale Force, depending on whichever one you're feeling fancy to. Sure. Okay, well, uh, speaking of other items, then Static Shiv. Uh, they say that Static Shiv felt it launched a bit underpowered, um, and that's what we all, I think basically everyone kind of felt that. So uh, the energized damage that it would do it, as it would bounce between was 60 to 170. Now it is 80 to 190. Um, everything else about it is the same, other than the damage... Uh, modifier to minions was 220 now it's 250 so you're going to do more damage to minions so it's going to amplify harder on minions and it does more damage to champions jungle monsters etc still this doesn't feel like it's enough i think it needs further buffs uh to be considered seriously for most people i can't wait to play that on hit vagar gently nodding yeah, their i heads. feel like it was yeah. underwhelming though. the on hit vagar can't wait <laughs> i want to play that bot lane now so much i want to try it out it sounds so fun Sounds like a good idea for community night then. Nice. We'll see it. Bomo, any thoughts on Static Shiv? Were you building it on uh, Yone? I tried it and then it just sucked after like one or two games, and then I built it on Tristana mid. I'm like, the the passive on your E is enough to clear the wave. It didn't really make that significant difference, and it felt pretty weak in fights. The damage, the shock damage was pretty underwhelming. So I I want to see it buffed a little bit more. I would like to see like the damage be associated with like your autos, maybe kind of like a like a Siver W bounce almost, where it applies a portion of your your damage as the shock, you know, instead of it just being a flat amount, because you charge up by auto attacking and moving, right? And so yes. if it seems like you can attach it to your damage, because it pretty hard to stack up and you're not like using it like every auto attack type of thing uh, but yeah yeah it just doesn't seem that great it, it feels sort of weird it feels like this is meant for an 80 item but then it has ap ratios for the damage and just it's 
that awkward yeah. feeling of like, do I have to build AP now because I had this AP damage, or should I just keep on going yeah. AD on hits? That's why I'm, I'm thinking of that Twisted Fate build with like Gwynsu's right. plus Static Shiv, and just <laughs> you have your AP <laughs> built into your kit and like your your damage already, and you benefit that from your abilities. And just having on items now is even stronger. Um, kind of like you were saying with the Vagar bot build with the auto attacks. Because I feel like it's, you can clear ways a little bit more yeah. efficient now. But yeah. That being said, I have seen, and I'm sure you guys have seen videos as well of Echo building this, and now it's just going to be even better on him because it it's so good for Echo. Static Shiv is right. That's the only champion I've seen that loves it, though. Auto attacking AP champions. That's why I feel like this is good for right now because the AP ratios for the damage. They'll wise. probably have to fix the dash bug, though. That's that doesn't seem <laughs> right on Echo with Static Shiv. <laughs> I, I think I think if that interaction is fixed, then maybe it's not as good. But just so for the for the listeners, what interaction are you talking about there? So with with Echo and Static Shiv, if you use your E to dash, you have a an extended auto range where Echo will jump to the target. But with Static Shiv, he doesn't actually jump. Right, he just does the auto attack from that range, and it'll shock everything. And so he doesn't have oh. to commit with his <laughs> with his dash. And so you can he he. he he E's, autos them, it procs the, the shiv, and then he can dash them if he wants to. It's based so. off of if he kills a target. So if he kills like a minion with his E, um, it'll instantly just reset him back where he was instead of being putting him right where that minion died at. He should blink to that minion, but he doesn't blink to the minion, and it still procs a shiv. Well, that's fucked up. <laughs> To which then you can just get a line of shiv without even having to extend yourself even further. Yeah, it's it's pretty disgusting, and I'm surprised it hasn't been fixed. Yeah. Okay, uh, we got two items left, so let's get through this. Um, Storm Razor, 80, down by 5, and the uh, charge damage, uh, down by 10 flat, and the total AD ratio, down by 5%. So where do we think that Storm Razor is at now? Because obviously it was a clear winner before. Is it still good? Matt, what do you think? Still a first item. If you built this before because you need the movement speed, you're still going to be building this. It's not, it is a damage nerf, so yes, it hurts Jinx, yes, it hurts Jin, yes, it hurts all these other champions that still build it first. But you, you're building this for the uh, ease of building use because it's so much easier building this than an IE. And you're also building it because of that uh, the movement speed that you get from it that that you get and not from slowing somebody else. It's just so huge. It's so nice to have as an ADC. I didn't. Re I felt like we over uh, underwhelmed the abil or the uh, the Storm Razor last time. We were like, eh, it sounds like okay. Yeah, we did. But the movement speed you get from it is so huge. It's night and day. Yeah, I think it's still gonna be good. Like, just I mean, it was definitely. I think. A little overpowered so i mean everybody was rushing it seemed like as far as adc and rengar yeah. really liked it too i mean the movement speed felt insane with <laughs> with this item on him and then with ghost blade so well speaking of ghost blade fantastic segue john um it also it got nerfed because this as riot said this was the clear winner of the last patch uh shocking so the ability haste is going down by five the bonus lethality at max stacks was 8 to 20 based on level. Now it's 3 to 12 based on level. And then the distance per stack um, 
that's the number of units needed to travel in order to generate the additional stacks was 45 now it's 55 so you need to move a little bit you need to basically you generate stacks 20 percent slower sorry ugh, i jumbled over my words there but um i don't think that this is nearly enough this is still a very good item it's just that it's not absurdly fucking crazy hecarim yeah. is still gonna be broken though oh my goodness just hecarim is just way too strong right now it's it's so disgusting watching hecarim build this item you seen lethality jarvan build this i have not Oh, well, he gets, because he doesn't auto until after, like, his EQR, he's not discharging his mm. uh, his extra stuff. So the R has, oh, what, 160, or maybe it's like 260% bonus AD plus all the lethality, and then his Q has 160 or something as well. Jeez. It's absurd. I saw him literally, like, R auto, and maybe he was fed, I don't really know, because I saw a clip, but R auto, one shot, uh, and Ash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ghost he was like strong. level. He, he had two items. He had that, and he had Prowler's Claw. He had two items. Yeah, I think. I mean, I still think the items could be good, quite good. Um, yeah, I think you're still building it on Rengar for sure. Definitely. I don't think Duskblade's good enough yet to to opt for that really, over Duskblade or Ghostblade rather. Yep. Um, okay, so last adjustment for someone who's rift is buff sharing is now here. So Ivern used to be the only one that has it, and Ivern still has it. But uh, basically, whenever a jungler kills blue or red buff, while their smite is fully upgraded, they drop basically Ivern's passive on a buff appears. Um, any ally can pick it up by walking within the radius within a minute before... Uh, before it disappears, and if the jungle, and if like before with a buff, um, Ivern could pick it up. If someone else killed the buff, now it's the same. So if someone else kills the buff and the jungler has his, has their smite fully upgraded, they can go walk over and pick up the copy of the buff as well. Um, and it's still one minute. So that's I think that's pretty that's pretty big. Now we'll I mean it's it's very situational game to game about how it would actually impact, but it's big that you can share buffs, especially red buff, realistically, because now, you know, Belveth and an ADC can have red buff, as opposed to a lot of junglers wanting to fight for red like not really fight for red buff, but like, oh sorry ADC, I took red buff. Whoops, where it was actually definitely intentional. And oh sorry, I didn't I, I forgot, Draven. Oops, oh, I no, smited I it while you were standing right next to me. <laughs> yes. Or if you have a troll that's following you in the jungle and killing your jungle monsters, then you can still pick up the buff. Now, you don't get the gold or the XP, but at least you get the buff from it. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want you guys want to touch on for buff sharing? No. I... Just makes the funneling a little bit easier. Yeah. I think I, I like that it's uh, fully upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, there's some ARAM adjustments. The next clash is coming up. And then did anyone see any... Uh, oh, well, okay, I was just looking through bug fixes. One of them uh, fixed an issue that resulted in Wits End's total cost being 100 gold more than intended. That's a problem. Um, they fixed a bug with Watchful Wardstone. Uh, oh, interesting. Fixed a bug that would cause Aurelian Souls R Shockwave to not appear if he was devoured by a Tom Kench. I don't think that means it didn't work. It's just you didn't see it. That's a problem. 
No, I, so uh. his art with this bug, uh, I remember seeing it actually. So basically, he would be fully stacked up, and then he would throw down his R, and it would just pop up as a normal R, not a fully stacked up R. So he wouldn't get the oh, shock so wave at all. Oh, and would it discharge his Stardust? Uh, I'm not so sure about that part, but I just know like the the stacked up R would not, or sorry, full charge R would not come, just basically not appear at all. Mm. So you could have a troll okay. ch- Tom Kench that just <laughs> stops you from casting your true ultimate. Troll Kench, love it. I did. There's also one other one where fixed a bug where Zoe could still use Prowler's Claw active with her W. So that was a separate thing that was still in the game. So she was the only one that could use Prowler's Claw active for one patch, and now that's gone. Um, yeah, that's about it. It seems like there's some specific skin bug fixes as well. Um, regarding, I mean, it's about Caitlyn and Silas and Aatrox. So these are all champions that are getting skins or skin adjacent, I guess, for Silas. But yeah, uh, the DRX skins look very cool. My personal favorite is Maokai. Although, I mean, Aatrox has the prestige. Um, yeah, they're very cool. Check them out. But uh, anything else that you guys want to bring out for this patch, or should we call it here? We're good. Yeah, I don't have anything else. All right. Cool. So this has been patch uh, 13.11 and also uh, ep- episode 811. If you have any feedback for us, please let us know at questions at trainingforcepodcast.com. Otherwise, you can send it uh, or you can leave it in the feedback thread of our Discord server don't know where our discord server is that's on our website trinityforcepodcast.com additionally um check out our patreon if you want the different buff uh different not buffs um uh benefits that we have at different tiers go ahead and check those out and we also have community game nights st- uh, that are every tuesday starting at 7 15 eastern time and they run for three to four hours maybe sometimes five depending on how many people show up the more the merrier so um if you want to get in some good community fun games and in-house custom matches and all sorts of stuff whether those be summoners rift or aram sometimes we do some impromptu one-on-one v1s as well come join us for those but this has been episode 811 and thanks for tuning in and we will see you all Bye. next time Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found in Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name, where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.